Good evening, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton is my name, and it's a pleasure to be behind the mic and sharing some uh, good godly news with you about what's going on in the life of our church at both our Menai and Miranda locations. And also a little bit later on in this podcast, I will be gracing you with Joel Campbell's message, Life in the Spirit series, uh, continuing uh, yesterday or on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning um, at uh, a Menai location. Looking forward to, to bringing you that, uh, that continuation of a, a wonderful series that has been really helpful um, and has no doubt given us a lot of assistance in our own uh, personal growth and and personal lives. Uh, Joel speaking from two chronicles there. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the podcast. We're also going to round up the latest news of different things that are happening around the life of the church. Lots of uh, different things and opportunities for uh, you um, uh, uh, as part of the congregation to help out with the different uh, lots of activities and also uh, looking at uh, some of the other uh, uh, stuff that is uh, affecting us in the life of the church. So let's uh, jump in and uh, have a little bit of a listen, a little bit of talk about some of the things that are happening around the life of our church at both Miranda and Menai. Always lots happening in the life of our church. And we kick it off by reminding you that our services are coming up this weekend. Of course, it's Easter. It's one of the uh, biggest moments of the year for uh, for church and, and us as, as Christians. Uh, so we're having two services uh, this week. We have the Good Friday service happening on Friday, obviously, at 9.30 a.m. start there. So a great way to, to start the, the long weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, re- remember why we, we are having this time off. And um, yeah, a, a really helpful reminder of the sacrifice that Christ made made for us. That's happening at 9.30 on Friday. And then we've we follow up on Sunday uh, with another 9.30 service, the Easter Sunday service there, talking about the risen Saviour, um, that the, the reason that we have the life that we do is because of, of what Jesus did um, on the cross. But um, just as important, if not more important than that, was the fact that He rose from the dead. And that is uh, Resurrection Sunday. So excited to get, to, uh, to get talking about that and hearing uh, some of the sermons that are going to be happening uh, there. So we've got a double dose of, of church on Friday and Sunday, which is going to be great, a, a really great encouraging way to, to start the weekend, uh, but continue uh, the weekend as well. So 9.30 uh, on Friday and Sunday at our Mennonite location. If you've got any questions, you can um, contact uh, the church office uh, directly and they'll be able to uh, give you any assistance uh, that you need. You can come early for a coffee on both those days as well. Uh, we don't have any kids programs running um, merely due to the fact uh, that it is the school holidays, but there are different activities for uh, kids as well. So uh, Friday and Sunday, both at 9.30 at uh, 11 Pilliga Place at Bangor. If you're in church on Sunday, you would have heard the exciting news about the Ingedean Salvo store um, with its official opening on Friday, the 22nd of April at 8.30 a.m. So they're currently in need of Salvo store volunteers for both the Ingedean and also their Menai location. So if you'd like to sign up, you can contact the church office directly. Speak to either Mark, Joel, or Kim, and they'll be able to, to help you there. You can also go to the Salvo Store website, so salvostores.com.au. That's salvostores.com.au. And um, yeah, you can uh, send a little bit inquiry through their website and find the uh, volunteer tab um, as well. There's uh, different uh, roles available in, in volunteering. It's not just signing up as a volunteer and they just throw you wherever they want you. There's, uh, there's front of house volunteers, so people working behind the cash register and greeting 
helping um, customers that are coming in. There's uh, the back of house staff, so they're helping organize donations, um, select, price, and prepare uh, the quality stock for the sales floor. You've got uh, the admin, um, the support officers there where you can help respond to customer requests and also help support the administration teams. And they also need warehousing volunteers as well, keeping the warehouses organized and preparing donated stock ready uh, for store delivery as well. So lots of great different opportunities there. If that's something that tickles your fancy and you can help out, it is, it is a really, uh, really good thing to do. Volunteering is such an amazing thing and the Salvation Army is so strong and so capable on the back of, of some of the, the great volunteers that we have Australia-wide and international-wide as well. So if you can help out there, uh, that would be uh, much appreciated. We received $14,075 in last Sunday's self-denial altar service. Uh, so that donations can still be made up until the 26th of June this year by placing uh, the SDA envelope into the normal offering box uh, on a Sunday. So that is the self-denial appeal, the ripple effect. So uh, if you're thinking about doing that, uh, you're umming and ahhing, I would certainly encourage you to do that. Um, helping people uh, that are less off than, than us, that are struggling. And there's so many people all around the world, all around Australia that that, that find, it, uh, find it really hard to not only make ends meet, but just life in general can be really difficult. And this money goes to the right people in the right areas and, and can just be so, so helpful for them. So I would encourage you to pray about that. Um, yeah, um, fester on it, I guess, for lack of a, a better term and, and and think about the way that you might be able to help. Any, any kind of donation uh, is going to be helpful uh, to other people. Uh, on Monday nights, there is the Encounter Night of Prayer and Praise. There is the one happening on the 11th of April. This podcast being recorded on a Monday morning, but it is happening uh, Monday, the 11th of April of, at 7 p.m. at the Shire Salvos Menor location. So if you've tuned into this, uh, be uh, right on Monday afternoon that you still have time to, to go there. Uh, that won't be on for a little while after that because there's no encounter um, on Monday, April 25. That's due to the Anzac Day public holiday, but we'll be back a fortnight after that. So that's a a really great place to, uh, to to speak words of praise and pray about um, other other people at church, other people in your life, praying about the church and the region uh, that we live in as well. That is uh, that is really important. So again, contact the church office directly if you've got questions about that. We spoke about it on last week's podcast. We've still got um, the save the date for the Muster Shire Salvos weekend away. So we don't have um, any information for you at the moment of uh, in terms of, of what is going to be happening, but we do have a save the date for you. So it's going to be happening between the 17th and the 19th of June uh, this year across at the Collaroy Centre in the Northern Beaches. So there will be more information to come soon. And when we do get that to hand, we will update you. And uh, But it is a great weekend uh, away from... I haven't been myself. I, I'm, I'm going for the first time this year. So I'm very excited to be going across there. But I know my wife, Claire, and plenty of the young adults that have, I have uh, regular contact with have said it's been a fantastic weekend and years gone past. And I, I, I don't think that's going to change uh, this year. I can be, uh, be fantastic. Hopefully some some dry weather as well across there uh, in the northern beaches. There is a few ministry opportunities uh, around the Sutherland Shire involved with Shire Salvos. Um, the Shire Salvos ministry team is currently hiring. They are uh, hoping to fill a role at the Miranda location and also at the Menai and Ingadine Salvation Army stores. So if you'd like further information on these roles and wish to apply, you can contact the church office. If you uh, do receive the church email, there is direct links to all of those, um, those positions there. So mission leader at the Menai Salvo store, a mission leader at the Ingadine Salvo store, and then the Miranda Community Coordinator. So if you, you want some information about that, you can either click on those links via the email or you contact the church office and speak to them. But um, if you do want to get on the email um, email list, it's a, a really valuable 
piece of information of so you know what's going on uh, in the life of the church, then uh, yeah, do contact the church office. Flick uh, Joel or Kim or, or Mark um, uh, an email or send them a message or something like that, and they'll be able to to put you on on that on that list. And there's uh, lots of uh, great opportunities uh, in uh, with the Shire Salvers ministry team as well. There's also a casual job opportunity at Shire Salvers Menai where they're currently looking for a small pool of team members for ad hoc opening up and locking up the church hall for sporting teams on some weeknights. So uh, driver's license and access to a car will be required uh, as the team member will need to come to the Menai Church building and ensure all lights are off, areas are left clean uh, and turning the alarm both on and off. It is a paid position and you can inquire with Michelle Wheatley if you want more information about that. You can uh, email Michelle directly, michelle.wheatley at salvationarmy.org.au or if you ring the church office, Michelle is there most days a week and even if she isn't, a message can be left for her uh, to get back to you. There's also school chaplaincy opportunities through Generate uh, SU Australia. Um, and uh, yeah, you can, if you want more information about that happening at both the Guy North Public School and Bates Drive Schools, you can uh, call Melissa Holmes on 0412 594905 or you head to the website generate.org.au forward slash positions. That's generate.org.au forward slash positions. Also, finally, uh, as you would know, uh, as a lot of people would know because they're currently on it at the moment, we do have a website and Facebook information for you to be aware of. Uh, all of the latest um, up-to-date information and resources are going on both our website and our Facebook page. The website is shiresalvos.org.au. You can access the sermon each week. You can access this Shire Salvos podcast. And the Shire Salvos podcast also goes up on the Facebook site, which is facebook.com forward slash shiresalvos or uh, directly searching Shire Salvos in your Facebook search bar. But not just that, lots of great information of things that are happening, information about the church weekend away will be we put there uh, different uh, yeah positions that need to be filled or job opportunities and, and different things and uh, yeah things uh, uh, I guess directly correlating to, to what's happening in the life of the church Miranda and Menai are also post up there so if you're not on those uh, sites already then I would ensure that uh, yeah you do that give give us a like on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos time for us to jump into the sermon for this week our Life in the Spirit series continued here on episode 32 of the Shire Salvos podcast Joel Campbell was bringing us the word and he spoke to us from two chronicles, uh, I guess, looking back at the Old Testament, which tells the, uh, I guess, gives us the foretelling of the story of Jesus and, and what he does for us as we lead uh, into Easter. God prepares the way for us and it's our duty to share the way with others was one of the uh, poignant statement, statements that Joel made at the, uh, at the beginning of his talk. He also spoke about sin is like an attitude and, it's, and sin is the thing that separates us from God and also gives us an answer about how we can be assisted uh, in, in that area as well and, and how uh, Jesus' death certainly opens the door for us to have a relationship with him. So uh, happy to have Joel Campbell uh, preaching to us here on episode 32 of the Shire Salvos podcast. Well, good morning. Um, I don't know about uh, you, but my morning started off a bit crazy. Um, Hazel tripped over. She was wearing this lovely tutu dress and straight in the, on the ground. So tears. And then I'm trying to make a coffee for Jess. And then I dropped the coffee all over the floor. Just chaos. And then I'm, I'm preaching. I've got to get to church. Reset. The, so it's just a lot of um, stress in your morning. And I, I don't know about you how you arrived this morning, but I pray that you, as you've come today, those first couple of songs just allowed me to reset. We're in church now praising God and just allow you to reset. And I pray that, uh, yeah, my message today might encourage you or convict you um, in your life as, as, at the moment as we prepare for Easter. 
So we're looking at 2 Chronicles uh, 14 to 16 today, and today is Palm Sunday. It's the preparation for Easter, and then uh, the video we looked at earlier really gave us a glimpse of what that was all about, in terms of having all that Jesus enters into Jerusalem, all these people praising him, but also the Pharisees, the leaders, they, they aren't happy that he's there, and so many people are in love with Jesus. And so Jesus, he prepares the way for God's kingdom. He prepares the way for us, and over the history of our time, we see that um, continual, um, continually we see uh, people in placed in other people's lives to prepare the way for them, allow them to discover who Jesus is for them. And for us today, that um, preparation, that purpose for us is there again, where we are preparing the way for others. That's the point. We have found our faith, and our duty is to share it with others. And so uh, you got a text message earlier this week about the fact that this was your reading, and hopefully you've had a chance to read over that. However, I've done the homework for you, uh, and so I'll I'll give you some ideas about what I've got out of uh, these chapters today. And these, these passages, they focus on a man called King Asa, and he paved the way for others in his life. He came before Jesus, but he was there to pave the way for others and get them turning um, back to God. So Asa, he was a descendant of uh, King Solomon, but ever since Solomon's reign, they have turned away from God. They've allowed um, idols uh, and other gods into their everyday lives. They've um, put up poles, there's stones. They've simply not, they're not looking at the one true God anymore. They are looking at others for help. And so Asa, when he gets into power, he's there to make sure that the people of Judah turn their eyes back to God, moving away from what his ancestors have done year after year after year and get the people back to God. He was there to pave the way for others. And so in chapter 14, the very, very start, what you see King Asa do, so he starts his reign as king, and what he does, he does a spiritual cleanup of the town. He goes throughout the, cl- the town and he sees all these different things that are throughout the town of Judah and he um, pulls them down. And he tells the people of Judah that they need to get back to seeking the one true God. He commanded them to seek the Lord, get back to the commands, get back to the laws that were there so that they could focus just on the one God rather than all these other distractions. And see, this is the first thing. When you look at the life in the spirit, The first step is often a reflection on your own life, and we start to see our life in true light. We start to see the things that are holding us back that are about or not about God, and we we are prompted to do this spiritual cleanup in our lives, just as Asa did in the town of Judah. He went around and took those things away. And why we do this is in order to live a full life of God. So that God can continue to just do a work in us and that we can receive God's blessing. That is what it's all about. It's getting, removing what's of us and allowing more of God. And often we think of um, sin, it's an action. We think of the things that we do. But actually, when you look at sin, I was reading this week, somebody said it's, you could actually look at sin as more as an attitude as well. And he said, you can either have, you're actively fighting God or actively excluding God from your life. And so I wonder if that encourages you today. And sin is the thing that separates us from God. It's why Easter exists and why Jesus came. And so the question is, I wonder what is holding you back from living a life in the Spirit? 
And so when you get to verse uh, 7, it, it says, Because the, the people of Judah, because uh, Asa, they sought the Lord, it resulted in the kingdom being under peace. It allowed them to rebuild the city of Judah. It allowed them to not be at war at all. And it came back to the fact that they were now seeking God instead of all these other things. But the thing is, when you become a Christian, when you have a faith, it doesn't prevent you from coming under attack. And when you get to verse 9, what happens is that uh, Zerah, uh, who was a Cushite, they wanted to come and take over Judah. They were coming under attack after this time of peace. People were there. The devil was there wanting to attack Judah again. And King Asa, his response, he got to his knees, he cried out to God, and they were able to defeat this other army. And when I was reading this week, it says, but in such moments, if you live a life in the spirit, it, some people have described it, is you've built up this reservoir of ready faith, ready to meet a new challenge. If you have this faith built within you, when those obstacles do come, they don't look like obstacles anymore. They just look like hurdles that you can jump over. And so I think that's a really powerful thing that us living in a life in the spirit allows us to get through these tr struggles and troubling times in our life. And then we move to chapter 15. Because the journey doesn't stop there. This is not a one-time thing. And I want to thank Rachel for um, bringing the word to us uh, before. And so she, um, she read this out, and I'll just take glimmers, glim bits and pieces from it. So it says that the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will find you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Israel was without their true God, but in their distress they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he found them. And through this time it says that one nation after another was being crushed by each other. But he says, as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. And when he heard this, he took courage and he removed detestable idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin, and he repaired the altar of the Lord. And so this prophet called Arya, he was, he was a man that lived by faith. He was a man uh, who lived by the Spirit, and he felt prompted after this massive um, war and they had defeated this other army, he was prompted to say this to King Asa. And the response was the fact that a life in the Spirit gives us new perspective again and again and again. We see that King Asa, yes, he had already removed things around Judah, but this time his eyes were open even greater to Judah, Benjamin, and beyond. He removed more of the things that he could see that was stopping his uh, community to be with God. And then he, he even made sure that the altar of God was set up again. That is the beauty of it. Asa was able to see a new perspective of life, a new perspective of things that needed to change. And we continue to have our eyes open for things that can be better in our lives. New opportunities, and God wants to continue to do a work in you again and again and again. That is the beauty of our story. And the purpose of removing these idols out of our lives, removing uh, these things and repairing the altar are the next verses. It says, They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, 
the God of their ancestors with all their heart and soul. And when this took place, it attracted so many different people, even from Israel and other parts of the land, and people entered a covenant to seek God. Removing those, um, these idols, the sin in our lives, allows us to get back to what God wants. And in this line, I love that the fact was the covenant was to seek God. Not just a covenant with God, but a covenant, a purpose to continue to seek him. Not a one-off. It was a thing that these people um, basically said in, in the covenant that they were going to have a continual action to seek God over and over again. And if you keep reading, it says, They took an oath um, to the Lord with loud acclamation, with shouting, with trumpets and horns. All of Judah rejoiced about the oath because they had sworn it wholeheartedly. They sought God eagerly, and he was found by them. And this is an example of when you become a Christian or have another encounter with God. This is the excitement you get. You can just see the visual, and it's kind of like that Palm Sunday video with everyone cheering that Jesus is here. That is the power of God. When you live a life in the Spirit, everything is um, just altered, and you have this joy, you have this excitement, and this desire to get to know God more and more and more. And the thing is, you wish the life of Asa, you wish the story just stopped here. It's at a peak moment. All these people are now have a faith. Uh, they're all excited, and, and the work of um, God is, is in their place and doing a great thing. But somewhere along the line, King Asa, he decides to turn the, uh, the power into his own hands, and he stopped seeing the need to seek God. And so we get to chapter 16. And it says that a, a king of Israel came up against Judah again. They're now under attack from another army. And King Asa, in the first time they're under attack, he got to his knees and prayed and asked God to help them. But this time, it says in verse 2, that Asa, he took the silver and gold from the treasures of the Lord's temple. He even took them out of his own palace and he sent them to another king of Damascus and wanted to start a treaty with him. And he said, uh, we start this treaty so that you will break it with the king of Israel and he will withdraw from me. As you keep reading, it says, when the king of Israel heard this, he stopped what he was doing and he ran away. And so you think, how would King Asa have felt when that happens? And he would have been proud. Judah would have been cheering that they were not under attack. His plan had worked, but he got into the trap of the fact that he was putting it in his own hands rather than laying it at the feet of God. That's the trap we can often get in. And this is a story I don't often understand, and I don't, um, you can see it in other people's lives as well, where Asa had experienced the power of God in his own life, but for some reason, there was this shift where he didn't see the need to seek God anymore. And I think Palm Sunday, this story is the example of this as well. You see these all the crowd, they are people who are recognizing Jesus as the Messiah. They were cheering for Jesus to either they had experienced for themselves or they had heard what Jesus had done. But then you have the Pharisees. They know the law better than anyone on earth at that time. But yet, Jesus was standing right in front of them. They can see him doing the miracles, but still they choose to um, say he's not the Messiah. And they actually are the ones that cause him to die. And I wonder, as Christians who have been on the journey for a long time, why do we get into this place 
when we stop feeling the need to seek God. I've seen it in my own mates. I've had my own struggles myself. But why do we get to this place where we don't need to seek God anymore and we forget what has been rather than holding on on what he will do again? And Anne-Marie, who uh, did the workshop here a a few weeks ago, she said that often obstacles that are in our um, lives in terms of having or surrendering to God, one being pride, and I think that's what King Ace's problem was in this situation. One is about, well, what will others, others think? The other thing she said, it was the loss of who you are. But I want to encourage you that it's actually the opposite of that. You gain so much more. And the last is often we don't feel worthy. But why? Why rather than being more aware and wanting to seek God that we settle for what has been of the past? Why have others or yourself stopped feeling the need to seek God? And so in verse 7, there's another prophet, Hananiah. He comes to King Asa after he's learnt that he's stolen the treasures from the temple and his palace and built this treaty with this other king to stop the war. And he says to him, he he convicts him, he says, because you relied on the king Aram and not the Lord your God, the, the um, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hands. And he talks about what were not the Cushites, who were the original army that um, he was able to defeat Judah relying on God. Didn't they have numbers of chariots and horsemen? They were a way bigger army than this army that he was facing now. And he says, yet when you relied on God, he delivered them into your hand. Don't you remember, basically, he's saying. And he says that for the eyes of the Lord, they range throughout the earth and strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on, you'll be at war. When he relied on God, his life was at peace. There was no war. And now he took it into his own hands. And the response from Asa, you would hope that he would just simply fall to his knees and ask for forgiveness after hearing this conviction from the prophet. But he was angry. He threw that prophet in the, into prison. He then um, basically oppressed the people that he was ruling over. And then uh, over time, he actually got a disease in his foot. And he was too prideful, too bitter to actually seek help from God. He continued to use doctors to help him. But two years later after this, he simply died with a man of little faith. See, Asa, he tried to control it in his own hands, with his own wisdom, rather than the wisdom of God. And when you read these chapters, there's one verse that you can often skim over and really miss the big point here. And it says this, Because you relied on the king Aram and not the Lord, The army of King Aram has escaped from your hands. See, there is so much that God wants to give us, wants to bless us. But in this case, because he didn't cry out to God for help, he had a missed opportunity, a missed blessing, missed anointing, missed opportunity to increase his territory in the lands. And I wonder for you what you might be missing out on in your life today. And the point of this as uh, it goes through is the fact that living in a life in the Spirit, you need to always seek God first. That's the biggest thing. We saw it in the early parts of the story, and we see this shift. When he didn't do that, it all didn't go to plan. And so if you look at King David, King Asa, so Asa um, was a descendant of David, 
They were both men who were seeking God and, make, and they made mistakes. We all here were seeking God and we will continue to make mistakes. But the difference is how you respond when you get correction. And often when you get correct, corrected, uh, how you respond is actually a reflection of your heart, your spiritual heart, the condition of it. And it determines also what God can do in your life as well. And so King David, he was a man that made a lot of mistakes. And if from an earthly perspective, his mistakes were way worse than what King Asa had done. But the difference was when he was challenged by a prophet, the prophet Nathan, he simply got to his knees and asked for forgiveness. And you can read through the Psalms of King David just being there, pouring his heart out for God. And he died a faithful man. And who knows what King Asa's life would have looked like. If in that moment after convict, conviction or in that moment as the, that army came, if he dropped to his knees and cried out for God, what would have happened with his life? Because anything is possible if we come to God broken, humble, and just ready with this desire to seek God. God is just looking for people who are wholeheartedly just ready to seek him. And he simply just wants to pour out his blessing, wants to pour out his grace among you. And it says it in verses uh, early, it says, For the eyes of the Lord, they range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And even in John 7, 37 to 38, it says, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. That's what I want. And so to experience the life in the Spirit, it's this constant cycle that never ends for us. And the first step is the, the last point I said is the fact that we need to continue to seek God first in every situation. That is always the first step. And it's what King Asa did not do. And the next is as you seek God, often the first thing that takes place is you reflect on your own life and you realize, well, what are the things that are holding me back to live a life that is full of the Spirit and allow God to do a work? And the last thing is that God continues to want to give you a new experience again and again and again. A life in the Spirit, it's a continual journey. That is the beauty of being a Christian. And the more we seek God, the more we have this... Um, idea, and, and we see our need to seek him as well. And the purpose is the more the Holy Spirit can do a work in us when we seek him. And Easter next week, it's coming. And Mark said, I hope uh, you just have some time to prepare yourselves. And I wonder what these chapters, what they are speaking, what they're encouraging you or convicting you of. And in these stories, it was prophets who were the ones that encouraged and convicted the people. But today it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts us, encourages us in what we do in our everyday lives. And for us, we're the ones that truly know what's going on. I don't have to come down to Mark and pin him and tell him, mate, I think this needs to take place. He knows it deep within what's going on in his heart and what is holding him back to living a life in the Spirit. And for us, we are often also the ones that have the most trouble forgiving ourselves. And God is there to say he just wants to praise blessing over you and wants you to have a full life with him. And so we're going to play a track soon. And I want you to just take this time to just be sit, um, to sit and be still. 
Just think about what this story might say to you, but take this time to sit and ask God to reveal in your life what he wants you to do next. The first, that he might want you to enter into a covenant to seek God again, or seek God for the first time, just like the people of Judah did. The other thing might be that you need to seek God in the situation that is going on in your life, like Asa did in that first war. Or you might just want to ask God for a new perspective, a fresh encounter, a new encounter, like Asa had done as he was encouraged by that prophet. But maybe the first step for you today as you seek God is to ask God to reveal in your life what is holding you back to live a life in the Spirit. All we need to do is to be humble, to be honest, and simply make that decision to seek God. And so as the track plays, I, you might feel that you want to come down into the mercy seat. And I know growing up in the Salvos, often the mercy seat, there was the joke where um, you'd have to write the sin on the bottom of your shoe as you sit down so people can see what you're doing. That was, but there, we have this context of somebody coming down here, it means that everything has gone wrong. But it's simply a place, and I've been here in many moments of my life, just ready to seek God again. And so I encourage you, if that is for you, that physical sign to come down the front and just go, God, I'm here and I'm ready to seek you. Or it might be in your own seat. As the track plays, you might want to stand. You might want to kneel at your seat. But I just invite you to just be still, pray to God and simply ask, how would he like you to respond? And the question is, at the end of the day, do you want to live a life in the spirit? Because trust me, it will change your life. Episode 32 of the Shah Salvez podcast, Jack Clifton in the chair. And that was Joel Campbell uh, preaching to us from church on Sunday, the 10th of April, uh, the latest in our Life in the Spirit series, which has been, I don't know uh, about you, but very beneficial uh, to me. I've missed a whole bunch of weeks due to uh, sports commentary commitments on weekends and different things. It was great to be back in, in church uh, live and continuing that series. I've been listening to the sermons when I've been editing, editing up the, uh, the podcast. So it was great to, to hear it in person and hope that it was encouraging uh, for you being great to have Joel uh, uh, as as part of this uh, part of this church team, I think it's really really great when you have someone that's in that um, uh, in in that community uh, that's part of the church that that makes their way uh, up the front, I guess so so, so to speak, um, and and someone that we're familiar with, and and Joel just has a, a great presence up the front, doesn't he? With the way that he understands the Bible, understands the Word, but understands I think the congregation uh, as well, and, and being a school teacher probably helps him. But he has such a great command of the audience, and it is uh, it is such a joy when we. See uh, Joel or hear Joel uh, preaching us uh, the word. That was uh, a great sermon this week. Hopefully that is encouraging you for the start of the week or the middle of the week or the end of the week, whatever you're, where, wherever you're listening uh, from or whenever you're listening uh, to this podcast, it is uh, great to hear from God's word uh, no matter what we're doing in our lives. That wraps up episode 32 of the Shire Salvos podcast. Don't forget, Good Friday service, 9.30 a.m. on Friday, uh, this, uh, this forthcoming Friday, and then the Easter Sunday service also at 9.30 on Sunday. And we'll have another brand new episode of the Shire Salvos podcast after that. But until then, this is Jack Clifton signing off from episode 32 of the Shire Salvos podcast. Stay safe, God bless. We'll chat to you next week.